You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts off for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing beers and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the Big Sports Cast. Call 708-316-8822-U-Baba-Dicks. Welcome, everybody, to the Binge Sportscast. Week two of the NFL is in the rearview mirror. Well, kind of. We, uh, we're sitting here Monday night of week two. Uh, I am PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, what's going on, dude? Nothing, bro. Just sitting here trying to, un, you know, understand why we're watching two bad games. What do you mean? It's a football <laughs> bonanza. Bonanza. Oh. <laughs> oh, bonanza. Oh, I think I almost got that perfectly. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. The, I mean, I guess the Brown Steelers game is, you know, a good <laughs> NFL game. If you want the other ones, bad. It's all yeah. four defenses, really. Well, and then when I, yeah, my. Uh, I rolled into the house tonight, and my son actually was. He's like, "Dad, which game do you want to watch?" And he and I was like, "Who's playing?" I couldn't remember, and he's like, "Saints, Carolina." I go, "The other game." <laughs> like, like I don't think I can watch the Panthers at all this year. There literally couldn't be a least interesting game than the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is in a different uniform, but I mean, I've watched. Most of this game thus far, same guy, same quarterback. The only difference is I think the announcers are trying to give off the impression that he's the smartest guy on the team. And so every time he throws a bad pass or the one interception he threw, it's everybody else's fault. And they're like backing him up. And I'm kind of just like, no, I've, I've seen this all before in a Raider uniform. It's the same shit. I mean, I'm just glad I didn't draft him in any leagues because watching him is not enjoyable. No, whatsoever. No, not at all. Not at all. No. Well, we had, uh, as last week, TM, and, and, and in this pre-show tonight, we talked about what, again, was a lackluster week of football, an ugly week of football, bad football, if you will. I mean, there were some, I don't, I, I don't know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said there were some exciting games. I mean, I guess, you know, there were, but I think they were exciting by score only, not necessarily because they were good football and and we're just running into the same trap as we have every single season this non-preseason playing quarterbacks are rusty offensive coordinators are rusty it seems like defenses are ahead of offenses and um and it just I don't know do you think it's that I mean and we know it's that is part of it TM but is it also like expectations versus reality like do we put too much on these teams that we expect to be great and then just aren't 
Well, I think what you just, I think the two, the two lanes you just described kind of go hand in hand. I think it's because the way you described the whole, you know, coming out of preseason and none of these guys playing and all that kind of stuff. I think that's, I think that's always been there, but I think each year we go on here, there's more and more anticipation for the start of the league for, you know, it is the NFL more and more people every year on board and with the gambling and the fantasy and everything else that goes into this besides just being a diehard fan for whoever your team is. I just think you get so amped up and the build up to this comes and the product is shit for the most part the first few weeks. And I think that's okay, but I think you have to realize that and a lot of people don't or again, there's just, just it's just too much excitement, you know. Yeah, and no, I think you're right. But but like but but you know, listen, the NFL does it right. I mean, week one, we we were texting. You know, the one o'clock games were terrible, and the, but then the four o'clock, like the NFL scheduled it right. The four thirty games were really good, and they had it. You know, Sunday night ended up being a bust, but then um, you had Rodgers and Allen Monday night, and then that was just a huge bust from the terms of the two guys going head to head and seeing Aaron Rodgers play. You did end up getting a pretty exciting end to that game, but the first three quarters of that game were just brutal. Yep. So uh, yeah, and I, I, I was another thing I was going to actually address on tonight's show, and tonight I think is a example of that. I mean, again, parody used to be a big part of this league, and I'm seeing more. I'm, I'm assuming, and again, this could be an overreaction, and you got to let these first few weeks play out. But I just think there's like a lot of subpar. I don't want to say bad teams. There's a lot of subpar teams. Like we yeah, talk you... a lot about the elite AFC, but like, what are we looking at tonight? We're looking at, you know, I think we're watching two teams in the NFC South, which, I mean, yeah, at I this mean... point, you could say Tampa's going to win it. Right. I mean, who <laughs> knows? The, right. You know, Baker, the Baker resurgence. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and the other side, it's two AFC. I think it just these are the type of teams. These teams are always this way, I think. But anyway, but I think you what you just said too. Um, the you mentioned parity, and it seems like in the NFL nowadays, more so than in previous years, you do see and you do find these teams that seem to be playing for next year's draft picks already, or or there's this preemptive thought that that's what they're going to do. I mean, it's the Jets and it's, uh, you know, now it's the Jets or whoever. Well, how about the the Cardinals blowing, uh, you know, 27 to 7 lead or whatever, 20 20 to 7 lead to the Giants yesterday. All the memes and the internet stuff is like, you know, the the front office of the Cardinals fake crying because, you know, it's like Ralphie from uh, A Christmas Story fake crying because he got hit with the, you know, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we get it. Wink, wink. We get it. Um, yeah, but that's like, that's the doldrums. I mean, Arizona. <sighs> Good God. Yeah. Yeah. And but there's, Caleb I mean, Williams really wants to go there. He's uh, praying for them to win some games. It's, it's tough. It is tough. And, and so, but anyway, but that's, and, and that's happening, it seems like more and more. Um, but, then things get turned around, you know, teams make runs. It's, you know, the lions of last year or, or, and, and it goes both ways, right? I mean, you had the dolphins. Was it last year that they were seven and one TM or is that two years ago? I don't even remember now. 
Seven and one. Miami? Yeah. I'm going to look, I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't recall them being seven and one for a was, long time, my friend. I thought it was a couple of years ago. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, the Eagles go 8-0 or whatever last year. I mean, your, your Lions were the surprise team last year. Um, but listen, while we can – I don't want to trash the league because it's funny because I think every 1 o'clock slate I kind of sit around and I'm, I'm like so excited to put four games up on the TV and fantasy's going and I'm making a couple bets and I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking 1 o'clock. And then it just kind of gets boring. But there have been a few standout games for sure. And there has been some good matchups. I mean, like Miami – and the Chargers last week was a prime example of just a great game. The, and the Chiefs-Lions, um, the Thursday night game. I thought this past – funny enough, Thursday night's been pretty good so far. I mean, you got sure, yeah. the Eagles and the Vikings I thought was actually a really good game. And while it was a late touchdown that you know covered the spread, if you will, Minnesota lost that game. I mean, I, I feel – I'm sure we'll get a call from Chad, but I, I, I mean, that was Philadelphia is unimpressive thus far, and it's too bad. I thought Minnesota kept shooting themselves in the foot because they really could have won that game. I mean, Philadelphia, yeah, but I mean, they did. Oh, and two, they did bury themselves uh, pretty deep in a hole, you know. To, they did to, to start that game or in the middle of that, sec- you know, the second and third quarter, and so well, and I have, drive, a, I have that one rushing drive by Philadelphia, though. I'm sorry, I enjoyed watching that, like. That's well, good it was, football to me. I, you know, it's like, I, I, just fucking had, stop us, right? Yeah, you know? I had no issue yeah. with it. They just, yeah, they came out and did exactly that. Just said, well, clearly Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball or we're not able to do anything against your defense right now or whatever scheme you're playing, Vikings. So we're just going to run it down your throat. And that's what they did. It was amazing. Yeah, it was Brian Flores. 16, was- yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins, that's how the Dolphins are doing it with Flores, doing the cover zero and blitzing like crazy. And, you know, it was, I, I literally talked to Chad on text the next day and I was like, I felt like I was watching Miami from a couple of years ago. Like, that's Flores defense. It's, I like that. I don't know. It's just always enjoyable to watch because you, you're not supposed to be beating a team and, yeah, you're slowing them down. But there's the drawback to that. You just get burned by the run. Yep. Yeah. Well, so there we, were some good uh, games this week, though. There were definitely some good. Your game was good. Uh, was we'll, it? We'll get to it. But was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's I mean, let's talk about it now because uh, we're gonna get into some voicemails and then from there we're just gonna, you know, move we'll on and, and go to yeah. go to week three. So uh, here, let me play. Let me play a little 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 song. Song. Sound up. NFL roundup. That's the one. Sorry for blowing everyone's ears out there. Those those vocals are brutal. (laughs) So good. Come on. Uh, so yes, I did. Uh, we did have our first tailgate of the year, home opener for the Lions. Obviously, if anybody's listened to this show from last week, uh, so much hype. I mean, not even just Lions fans, but the league in general is sucking the, uh, you know what, of the Detroit Lions. And man, oh man, did they come and drop a big duty right in everyone's mouth? Because I, I don't know. If there has been a bigger letdown, maybe is the word I want to use, TM, because I don't know if I was disappointed. 
it was just a football game and the game ended and I wasn't like pissed off. I wasn't, wasn't angry. I was just kind of annoyed or, or just, just like let down. I, because there was just so much hype, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I, I know there's so much more football to go and I think Seattle probably doesn't get enough credit for the team they are. And it's probably because of Geno Smith, to be honest, um, that people see them as like a team with Geno Smith. And I don't think they're amazing by any means, but they came in and they were coached well. They were had a good scheme, both offensive and defensive. And they took it to the Lions third year in a row. I like literally just cannot stand it. And TM, you'll be happy to know. I know you hate Pete Carroll with all your passion and everything in your soul. And I finally have gotten there. (laughs) When Seattle (laughs) won, so when they won in overtime, they – uh, Tyler Lockett comes around the corner and they scored in our end zone. And so like Seattle is to like, when I'm watching the game, Seattle is to the left. And so, and, and kind of on our side of the end zone there and Tyler Lockett scores, you know, disappointment, whatever. And who is the first douchebag running towards the end zone? Pete Carroll. Of course. What oh, a fucking douche. Like, be professional. Like, cheer and, and hug with your coaches and then go shake hands. Don't run to the end zone on a fucking well, solid did it last Monday. Oh, my <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, so, let me ask you, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Before you go any further, I just this, would, this should have really been asked prior to you discussing this. But was there any, I guess, nerves thinking about the game you lost to them in this same spot last year? Because, I mean, you picked – last week you picked your Lions to cover, to whoop up. Confidence was high. Um, and like you said, all the hype was there. Was there any concern? Because remember, that was a key game for you guys last year. If you could have made any stops whatsoever in that game, that could have been the win that yeah. got you in. Yeah, so my thought It also process, is the loss that propelled you guys on a run, though. That You know, that's the that, other thing. And that's – my thought process was, well, we can't be worse – we can't be yeah, worse yeah. than no punts. And at that point, you know, they were still, I think that was week five or six, maybe last oh, year. Well, I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was earlier. Okay. No, maybe it was. I, we, I wasn't home. We were on vacation. We were, we were down in Disney. I, Cause I remember I didn't actually watch the game. I had it on my Ugh. phone the whole time. Uh, but the thought process was, well, we can't be worse. And at the end of last year, the Lions, the last, I want to say it was nine or ten games of the year. No, probably the last, eight, yeah, whatever it was. The last half of last season, the Lions were a top ten defense. If you took out the first seven or eight games. And so in my thought, hey, we held Kansas City to 20. There's no way that Geno Smith and his ragtag of, you know, receivers and uh, you know, second year running back comes in and does it again. And for the most part, TM, they didn't. But 
what did happen and what the Lions have been so good at over the last 10 to 12 games is protecting the football, and they did not. Yeah, They fumbled on their own 17-yard line on the first play of the second half, which led to yeah. seven, like three plays later, and then Goff threw his first pick in 347 pass attempts, and it was a pick six. That was 14 yeah. points that the defense didn't give up. Seattle didn't do anything. All they did was throw the ball in the flats and throw the ball 15 yards. I don't know that Geno Smith had a completion over 15 yards the whole game. And why yeah. would you need to if you are throwing at 90% accuracy and the Lions can't stop you? My biggest disappointment in the game was that we didn't seem to make adjustments. But you had – okay, so I watched the game in the condensed version. Yep. Uh, actually, a couple hours ago. It's like what you were dominating. It's from my perspective, you dominated the first half. You were completely in control of the game. That turnover, that fumble to start the third quarter is just fucking brutal. Because even if you just go three and out or whatever there and punt it away, right? it's better than what happened, obviously. And then the pick six is obviously brutal. But at that point, once you fumble and then they get seven, you've now allowed a team that you were seemingly controlling the entire first half to just get some life. And that's how this league works. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it almost happened last night with Miami. Um, I was starting to get a little nervous because, I mean, at 17-3 at halftime, I was just like, dude, I mean, this is a fucking ass beating. Like, we were going to just bury them. And then it's fucking 17-6 at the end of the third quarter. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You know, yeah. it, it just yeah. was 17. It was, I think it was 17-3 still at the end of the third quarter. And I'm just like, oh, here we go, letting them hang around. I mean, and that's the thing with this league. And that's actually... This is, my mind works a lot as a gambler, and that's how Vegas is so impressive with some of these spreads because, like, for instance, the Niners game yesterday. The Niners are minus seven. This game, that game should be fucking, you know, a blowout on paper. No way. It was a close game. They get the 10-point lead, and then, you know, they just kick a meaningless field goal with three seconds left to <laughs> fucking push the spread. And thankfully, I had cashed out. I had won one dollar on that game when they were up ten. I was like, "I'm cashing this out right now." I know the back door is coming. I figured I was going to lose all of it, but anyway, you know that's the thing with this league is that we are, we are at the professional level, and you cannot make those mistakes because you will always get burned on them. Teams will always capitalize on it. And you went from a game where you're like I said, I probably said it four times already. The JMO's kicking in, but you fucking dominated the first half. You open the door for them to come in. They score the touchdown, and then it just becomes another fucking ludicrous Jets. Uh, excuse me, Lions Seahawks game. Yeah, and you know it's almost like you, you know so much everything changes, and you could almost lose control of it. And I mean, you guys had to come back. You were down ten, right? You had to yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. because yeah, I mean, it was, what a flip it was, of the switch that was. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was a tie, then they went up 17-14, and then we went up, and then it was the pick six. They were up 24-21, and then they got another tie. Anyway, we just, yeah. It turned it, into it, a college game. Yeah, and they just it started to press. A they started to press a little bit, and there was a, there was a, a segment in there, you know, a span of time where the Lions couldn't do anything. They would make us punt, and then we just could not get them off the field. It was so frustrating. And then – all things considered, the Lions finally, the Lions have a chance. They stop them. They get the ball back. 
and they have the ball. So I'm going to read this to you, TM. And I, you probably didn't see this in the condensed version if you didn't, if that's all you watched. But the Lions got the ball back a minute 44 on the 50-yard line, and they had three timeouts. And what did they end up with? Three Took it all the way down to the 23-yard line with 26 seconds and three timeouts. Dan Campbell, and this is where I, where what we talked about two weeks ago, TM, Dan Campbell is either going to win it for this team or lose it for this team because what he did at the end of the half, he was saving all of his timeouts, but he let the clock run down to like 26 seconds. I'm like, you don't, you don't even have enough time to run enough plays to utilize those three timeouts. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. And for him going, <laughs> like, he went for it on fourth down three times. He went one for three, one of which we had the lead in the fourth quarter, or maybe it was late in the third, the lead, and he went for it fourth and two from our own 47-yard line. It's not like fourth and inches. You had the lead, and you literally just yeah. gave the ball to Seattle on our side of the field. Uh, and and it worked obviously one of the three times but this gambler there, mentality that's, situa- that's a horrible situation right there right it's one of those things horrible. where it's 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 like you don't ever do it there like let your team do what you want them like let them give them a chance to win give them put them in a position to win but he keeps putting them behind the ball, if you will, like they keep keeps going and and putting them in tough situations. And then at the end of the game, what happened? What they 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 go they go first down, first down. They throw two passes in a row. They get down to the twenty-seven yard line with about fifty-six seconds left, and they don't call timeout. They let thirty seconds run off the clock before they snap the next play. And his his. Uh, defense was i didn't want to give seattle the ball back but at that point you're under the minute yeah you break you don't play for overtime you play to win the damn game and if you throw an interception then oh well win the game instead you played for overtime and what did you do you gave them the ball back in overtime and you never got to see the ball again it was just he was afraid he was afraid to lose that game he, he he literally was like i have to get at least his mind is like we have to get at least three we can't lose this game and Brutal. that's ex- it, it's Brutal. the mentality of yeah we've clawed our way back if we don't get uh if we don't tie it here in regulation it will be a failure and to me it was a failure as soon as he didn't work to score be aggressive that is if that is your mantra if that is what you're going to preach then do it. And listen, Goff threw a pick six. Oh, well. Goff is still dealing. He is still playing is. great. And you have one of the best receivers in football. Like, just go with it. Stop being yeah. a pussy. And the three timeouts, bro. Yeah. Three timeouts. Just hit, take take what they give you over the middle. You move it right down inside the 10. No right. problem. You had, So, yeah, you had first and, ten, or first and 10 from the 27 with three timeouts. If you want to run the ball, run the ball. If you you know what I mean, like do yeah. something. 
But don't just yeah, sit right there in. and take your time. Uh, the, the, the crowd was just like, what is going on? What is going on? And everybody's like, well, you know, even my brother, I'm arguing. Was like, we go three timeouts. I go, you're not giving me to have enough plays to run and use your three timeouts. So, anyway, <clears throat> it was it was very frustrating. In the end, you know, I've left that stadium a lot uh, after losing close games, like, you know, heartbreakers. This wasn't that. It was more just like, ugh. Like, ugh. like, like the do yourself or, or, or do your, your team or don't do them a disservice, right? Like put them in a position to win. And if they lose on the field, then they lose. Ugh. It was, it was just really frustrating. I'm glad it's week two. I'm glad it's not, you know, December, but you know, TM, this uh, uh, that's exactly what it was. Uh, ah, ah. Uh, you know what the girl. ultimate, the, you know that things are going bad when you start arguing with your own fans. And that was my brother. <laughs> Literally, there wasn't, there, there was, I would say there was a thousand like Seahawks fans total. Like the crowd was amazing. It was electric. There was, you couldn't see any green in the whole stadium. And then at the end of the game, my brother's sitting there like arguing with a Lions fan. Because that's what Dan Campbell did to us. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, they kick the field goal and to tie to go in overtime. And then they're bro hugging. It's like, you fucking idiots. Uh, (laughs) My brother was, was inebriated to say the least. We had a good time though. Tailgate was great. It was like 70 and sunny. And, and if, uh, probably saved, uh, my marriage that they, that they lost. Cause my brother and I would have taken down, uh, Couple uh, tumblers of whiskey at the uh, the t- the post tailgate. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just like you know it's a it's again back to discussing and focusing on where we are in the season, which is week two. You have a Seattle team that lost at home last week, and a Detroit team that had one of the biggest wins probably in their organization's existence, taking out the champions on the opening Thursday night. And you just, it's, you know, it's overreaction week two. Absolutely. Oh, fucking Seattle stinks and Detroit's winning and all. So let's, you know, five and a half. And yep. you know, this is, yep. this is what you get. But again, the game was going as scripted until the turnover. So that's just, it just sucks. Uh, I saw the turn one turnover and I'm like, uh Oh, and I'm just thinking of you in that building, and I'm like, oh, what does that have to be like? I wish I had season tickets to the Dolphins. <laughs> the worst. We the don't worst have to part... play home games. We don't have to play home games. We're we're undefeated, and we haven't even played at home yet. So uh, the worst part was that 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 <laughs> fumble was at the first play of the half. Half the people weren't even in their seats. Right, uh, the guys are pissing and getting food, and it's so crowded there. I mean, there's standing room only. To I mean, and. Uh, People like my brother was gone and he came back to this. He's like, what the fuck? And obviously, I mean, he knew I was like, yeah, fumble, two plays, touchdown tie game. Right. It was 14, uh, seven lions. And yeah, they could have gone up. Like you said, 21, seven. Anyway, fuck. we've uh-huh. talked on them too much, but there did, there was, and I pulled it up. There was this gem TM when, um, there yes. was, there was a, uh, and it was a, it was a bad call. Hold on, I said, I know. Bad. There was a it was a bad call by the officials. Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett were in, in 
uh, just not on the same page. And Tyler Lockett ran like an out route, and Geno Smith thought he was running a go route. And they called intentional grounding on Geno Smith. You shouldn't. Like he, there's no one within thirty something yards, but he's right. in the pocket. It's it's you, the right call. Well, so I we talked about this today, and there is there is a line in in intentional grounding that apparently if you're not in duress or under duress, then they can wave it off. And that was the thing; he okay. wasn't being pressured. Now, listen, I took. I mean, I'll take it all day. You know, they made yeah. shitty calls on. There was a. They were, we were laughing because there was an official on like the Lions side and the one on the, the Seahawks side, and they both seemed to be like calling for the other teams. <laughs> I was like, we like this guy over getting... here. This is our guy, and he's the guy. That, oh, oh that, you're that, saying on opposite sides. Yeah, so one guy was on the what, like on the Lions side. Yeah, anyway, on the opposite sides well, of we're the gonna field. Talk, we're going to talk about officiating when we get to my game, the Sunday so, night. There were some bad calls, but anyway, here is uh, – so – when the head off official, and you can't really hear it in the stadium very well when he's talking to uh, explaining the penalties, but Geno Smith is trying to argue his case, and we got this gem. Here it is. I'm chewing. And now they're looking at intentional grounding. grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10 yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. It's a 10 yard penalty and a loss of down. I mean, second down. That is. I don't know if you can hear it, but Geno Smith's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. in his face and he's like, excuse me, I'm talking to America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Gino, take your mouth, take out your uh, teeth guard or whatever. No one uh, can understand what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> that was great though. Good stuff. All right. Enough good. of that. Enough of that. All, All right, right. Let's do we wanna, uh, wanna do some BSV. Yeah. Let's just, let's see. We'll touch a couple of these games right. and then uh, we'll talk some Pat's Dolphins again. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Come on. have to laugh I'm watching this Cleveland game and every time there's like a special teams error or something by one of these guys I just see it in their face they're just like fuck I'm cut man <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was bad this was real bad fair hey, catch uh, before, gunner gets you know takes down uh, the, gets uh, lit. and the yeah. guy was fucking out of bounds <laughs> yeah hey yeah. uh real quick before we move off of the lines uh the Garner Johnson is that Official, I just saw that coming up while we're sitting here tonight. He's got a torn pec. Oh, I don't know. He went out. That? I didn't see that yet. Um, it says they fear a torn pec is what it says. Oh, that's that's interesting because he came – he left early in the second quarter. First quarter, I think. Um, went to the sideline, but then he came back. So I don't know if – he uh they numbed it they numbed it up yeah gave him a shot and then it came back but that's uh that sucks although you know him and his ski masks are part of the reason like the fuck dude get that shit out of here do something (laughs) well and 
and I don't mean to go keep going back. First drive, first drive, which Seattle scored, and I, I was telling my my wife, she's like, "Oh, here we go." Same. I go first drive. I never, ever worry about first drives. If a team scores, it's because they had a great script in place. After that, then it's off the cuff. The first drive, correct. You know. Whatever. Or 15 plays. 15 plays. Right, 15 plays. If they, if they score in five plays, watch out. For the second drive is going to be more of the same. Yep. But so Gardner yeah. Johnson, I think we had him. I think it would have been third and two. Third and no. I think it would have been fourth and two. And he got a personal foul penalty because, you know, he made a sack or a tackle for loss. And then as he was getting up, he kind of pushed Kenneth Walker. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like, you can't even hold your emotions together to give them a first down and then end up scoring. So I did not that I wanted to see the guy hurt or out. Like, please come back. Don't be hurt. But I did not hear that today. If that just came out, uh, it's it's newly uh, reported. It's just been news. coming across the bottom on these games. Oh, That's okay. why. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two is the number. Call in, talk to us about your teams. Let's fucking get this going. Oh, Can't geez. wait to hear a lot of voicemails tonight. Very excited. Yeah, here we go. First, well, this is first two. It's one in the same. What's up, fellas? Calling in from Kansas City. Patrick. Talked about those Chiefs today. Uh, looks like we banged out a win against Jacksonville on the road, oh, which is a good win. Uh, considering, you know, how the first game went, um, I think it is an improvement. Uh, we'll say that the offense looked better, still has a little bit of growing pains to get through. Um, you know, we got to get a little bit more going, I believe, in the next, I don't know, two or three games. I think it'll start coming together and get to rolling. Uh, a lot of it's just new people, young guys getting things on sync. Uh, sounds like Mahomes himself has had a few, uh, issues himself getting himself together. So, Hopefully, once we get all that rolling here, we get the Chicago Bears coming up and the Jets. So, hopefully, between those two games, they can get that right. But one thing I wanted to talk about that, that not many people are talking about, um, I mean, they bring it up a little bit, but the, the Miami Dolphins? their defense has been whooping ass. Uh, uh, one game. shut down two high-powered offenses in the last two games. Uh, they only gave up 14 points to Detroit. Um, and then they gave up nine points and no touchdowns to Jacksonville, both of which are prolific offenses. Uh, they've been, you know, up and coming. I mean, they're not, you know, uh, Detroit's kind of still working on theirs, but they're, you know, they're good offense. They're doing real well. So to, for the Chiefs to give up that, you know, that's, that's really good for the Chiefs because usually their offense is always suspect. They're the ones that are letting people hang in games and such to do that. So I believe once this offense gets clicking, with that defense, um, it's going to be scary. They're, they're going to start mowing people down. But, you know, Jones come in immediately and made, made an impact on the game, had had a sack, had a bunch of rushes. Uh, he, I mean, he was constantly in there. And he's on a snap count. He wasn't playing the whole game. He's only – they've only been putting him in there kind of on a short leash for the for at least this game and possibly the next game as he acclimates into getting back into playing football. But it looks like he's already ready to go. So – that's a plus. And then we also got Charles Aminahue coming back in after week seven. So he'll have some fresh legs. And, I mean, that defense is just going to get better. So I, I think it's – boy, once that offense catches up, it, it's going to be on. Um, so it's – you know, we got that. And when we start getting – got to go to Minnesota after the Jets. 
Uh, I think that'll be an interesting game. Um, got another high-powered offense there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I, I, I really expect once the wheels get rolling here, uh, they're just going to roll right on through, and it's going to be tough. You know, they, there's other defense. They're not making splashes like Dallas' defense or, you know, even the Jets has had a good defense, although they just got 30 balls here this last game. So I don't know um, how they're going to do going down. I mean, they got some good players, but, you know, we'll see. But their defense is always talked about as a championship. No oh boy. He got cut off. Holy moly, Patrick. Holy moly. Here we go. God damn it. The, uh... Anyway, as I was saying, it's just wild having the Chiefs, uh, having a great defense from, from the get-go because usually it takes them all to get up to that point. Uh, looking for, for good things from the offense. I do want to see the, the run game pick up a little bit. Uh, I think they need to run. I've always thought they need to run more often. That's one thing about Andy Reid's offense is he's a pass-happy guy, but definitely need to run the ball a little bit more. But anyway, looking forward to some good things, and I think um, – you know, another couple games, and I think they're going to have that offense firing on all cylinders. So, anyway, we'll get back with you, and uh, just want to get my two cents. So, see ya. This is the new uh, the new storyline for the Chiefs because they've scored under forty points this season. So, oh, the D, you know the D's got a fucking you know they're just fucking amazing. Here we go with this fucking nonsense. Well. Well, it's, it's exactly. amazing. A Super Bowl champion, high-flying offense, Kansas City, you know, the guy's got to get, you know, they're still getting in sync. They're still figuring it out. Ugh. Well, and and so that's the perfect segue or, or, or statement against how good the Chiefs' defense is. So if the Super Bowl champion, high-flying offense, Kansas City Chiefs are taking time to get going – all these teams that you apparently have stopped is because your defense is awesome, not because those offenses are taking time to get going. So I would just say, Patrick, let's wait a little bit before we start claiming that the Chiefs are the new, you know, Jets of of the defenses. I mean, Jets. it's whatever the I guess, by the way listen hey uh i i mean listen it is so it's something to be said that you held lawrence without a touchdown okay um again overreaction this overreaction that let's just calm down chris jones how about chris jones doesn't friggin have a contract dispute and not be sitting in the friggin luxury box watching your team lose the first night because that was a bad look and what, what now mahomes is restructuring his con like what are we doing here now what yeah, what is that? What's I, I want to know what that what was that meeting? Was he sitting sat down and goes, hey look, you know I need to be the highest paid player, especially now that you've given me absolutely fucking nothing to work with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear anything yeah, Kadarius about Darius Tony, Sky Moore, Kelsey on a snap count. I mean, listen, if any of these good defenses are going to just take Kelsey out of the, you, just take him out of the game somehow, triple him. I mean, give me a break. Valdez Scantling can't catch. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm very much starting to think about fading the Chiefs. It could be that could be a huge mistake what I just said there, but I just don't. I don't see it this year. It's not their year. They're not going to win with this wide receiver corp. There's no. There's no security blanket. No, not at all. And and unless it's, it's Kelsey, but what team has ever won with a quarterback and a tight end? I mean. I don't no. know. Good. You gotta have I don't know why I'm getting. I don't know why yeah, I'm getting yeah. upset. Right. I want Good. my team to beat them. <laughs> right. Good job, Thanks Chiefs. Uh, Patrick, call, call us Pat. back in eight weeks when 
I mean, you can call back, but I'm saying as far as your defense goes, let's wait till all the offenses get going. Well, listen, they're Chiefs. probably going to shut the Bears out this coming weekend, and then you what know, are you talking about? The, MVP Justin Fields is the quarterback. Wow, you for see the Bears. that? You see that pick six he threw? That was oh, unbelievable. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next caller. Next. Oh, yes. Yes. Hey, the Cam. running back. Oh. Uh, pause, pause. So, Miles Sanders just had to push Bryce Young behind the center. In the, in like, so he, <laughs> he was lined up behind the lineman, and he's like, move the fuck over. <laughs> All right, sorry. Alex. Alex. 30 Tom to 10. Uh, BJ. Alex. Uh, I expected that loss, you know. We all did. Every time, you know, I was stupid for thinking it was going to be a blowout. I was doing very close. And not a chance. Uh, we looked like shit, and uh, we deserve to lose. That's all I got to say. We did deserve to lose. Uh, I watched the second half after coming out of work, and uh, all I can say is, this is fucking embarrassing, man. You know, a fucking TV team could play better. Uh, Tommy. Holy shit, bro. Dolphins were lucky to hold on. Uh, lucky? You guys almost choked. But, uh, here, we here, here we go. Here we go. I got really nothing to say, you know, more. It's just embarrassing. and It's a complete fucking joke. New England's going to tear us apart if we play like this next week. But, no, you know, we'll fucking see. <laughs> so, so much to unpack here with absolutely nothing said. But here is your typical Jet fan. After last Monday night, we could win the division without Aaron Rodgers. And then they go down to Dallas. And yes, Zach Wilson had a bad game, but most of his turnovers were in the fourth quarter. It was 10. I want to say it was 10 7. No, it was 18 to 10 at halftime. So they're in the game and their strength, which is their defense and their run game, they didn't run the ball. They completely abandoned the run like a bunch of fucking morons, and that's on the coaching staff. And then their defense was terrible. You can't fucking have – I almost called him Emmett Smith. You can't have Dak Prescott rip you apart. And you know what? Good. Good all the way here. Enjoy the shit out of it. Bet against them. Cash my ticket. Goodbye, Jets. Okay? Goodbye. Goodbye, Rodgers. Sorry about your friggin' Achilles. And thanks for beating Buffalo, because that's one more loss that they shouldn't have. And now goodbye. Get out of here. Sink to the bottom of the division. You're right. New England's going to beat you on Sunday. They're not going to blow you out, because they can't blow you out. They're not that good. Mac Jones has no help. Like, throw the ball to Juju. Stop throwing it to Devontae Parker. You should know that that guy is not reliable. But get out of here. I love all this. I love the flip-flop over the first two weeks with these guys. It's just going to continue all season. I mean, what I hope is they go and get another quarterback, and then the fan base will then turn around again and be like, oh, well, now we've got so-and-so, so now it's not Zach Wilson, so now our defense is the best, and, you know, it's an all-world, the 85 Chicago Bears, and then we're going to fucking, now we're going to win all the games again. Goodbye. 
goodbye. Love the script. Thank you, scriptwriters. Get the fuck out of here. And, uh, yep, let's go. Goodbye. Ugh. Can't wait to fucking see idiots. Person. I'm, I can't wait to see Alex in person on Thursday. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna rip him. And leave it, leave it, Trust leave it, it to a, a lowly Jets fan to just tear apart your Dolphins to make himself feel. Well, like they got to get that in there. They got to oh, get yeah. that in there. Oh yeah. yeah, lucky. Oh, you barely hung on. Well, oh, we're lucky. Cause, yeah, because we put lucky. a, we had can't a, we had a wait. lead. It's called a lead. <laughs> you guys wouldn't know anything about those. No, they what? had one lead. I don't. The Jets don't even deserve the. The, the air time because of what was put on the field. But we should probably talk about the Cowboys a little bit here. The Cowboys now have won Parsons two games 70 to 10. I mean, their defense. I mean, they played is, both shitty New York teams. But... I, I get it. But it's the we just got over talking about the NFL. I mean, what are you talking about? The Jets were Super Bowl contenders. And I don't care about <laughs> their right. quarterback. Same, I mean, the Giants, two playoff teams essentially last year. I know the Jets didn't, but I mean, you're talking about two teams that had aspirations to, you know, be playoff and, and division or, or uh, conference contenders. And the Cowboys annihilated them. And Micah Parsons looks like an absolute monster. Nobody can stop him. This team is going to be scary. I did not give him any credit. I know TMU had you'd pick the I Cowboys them to win the division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and well, because their D is that good. But what we've seen from them versus oh boy, another injury. Deshaun Watson just went down. Oh boy, jeez Louise. Uh, but I mean, you watch the Eagles and how they've looked versus how the Cowboys look. I don't know how the Cowboys are not winning this division. Well, it's Dallas, so you have to. I guess yes. we gotta, we gotta, you gotta wait and see. I mean, again, they're they're one of those teams. I mean, the expectations, the you know, the online presence. The, I mean, the NFL memes account like just you know makes its money off of just ripping the Dallas fan base. So, uh, which is of course a great follow. But I mean, again, let's let it play out. But yeah, their defense looks absolutely dominant. Again, let's see them play a good team, and uh, you know, I would you know I'd love to see them play Philly. Love to see him play any high-powered offense. We're playing; they're playing us this year. Um, obviously, the best offense in the world. So we'll see. You know, let's let's see how it plays out. Absolutely. All right. Well. Uh, oh, maybe now this is a good time. We just saw Deshaun Watson go down. It looks like he was okay. But before we got on the air, if anybody's listening to this, Nick Chubb went down with an apparent knee injury, and Joe Buck on the uh, on Monday Night Football came out and said. Uh, it was a little bit of a gruesome injury, so we're not gonna show we're not gonna show it to you. But I went and watched it, and it's not so bad, TM. So TM, we want to do a live reaction. I want you to look up the injury and tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, oh boy, here we go. All right, hold on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's like fucking snapping a toothpick. His leg literally oh, goes almost backwards. Backwards. Oh my god, that's that's like a hyperextension, but to the side. Yes, <laughs> I'm not watching that again. I'm not watching well, that again. Well, so much for the argument about natural turf, right? They are on. They're at Heinz grass. Field. They're on grass. Oh, lovely, lovely. Oof. Oh God. 
Sorry, I, I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous! Oh, they're going to reverse this uh, Chris Olave touchdown that just happened, which, of course, is going to kill me in fantasy. Well, All right, both who's me. next? Oh, here we go. This is terrible. This is why we record on Mondays. That's right. <laughs> what up, Big Sportscast? It's oh, your boy, the Duke, and I'm calling in with my weekly Skull Vikings update. All right, you'd think maybe I'd be a little bit more down, down on my luck. What have you? Tell you what, gentlemen, I think two weeks in a row the best team did not win. Now, PJ, you're making a mortal enemy here because you seem to think the only answer I should be giving is we're just bad. Okay, I I was being critical. I was breaking down the game last week for you, and you're just like, oh, you're just bad. I get it you don't like Kirk Cousins, all right? But let's the last two games, there's the biggest factor, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. You can't win like that. And it's been one-score games. I think we're the better team in both games, guys. Uh, we just got to tighten up some things. Um, the one thing that I didn't think would be so bad this year, the offensive line. Uh, we were out the uh, first game. We were down three linemen at one point in that game. Oh, game two, uh, lost two guys. Started out without our center, and then we lost another guy oh, for the year. Uh, so that's definitely going to be the story of our season. The defense has played much better than expected. Now, I know you're going to say the run. We gave up a lot of yards. But they also did their job because, you know what, they know we have an offense that can score by the numbers. Here's Kirk. Tell me this isn't a top-five quarterback right now. Six touchdowns, first in the league, 708 passing yards, second in the league, 114 passer rating, second in the league, 34 first downs, third, eight yards per attempt, fourth, 72 completion percentage, fourth. 30 dropbacks under pressure, eighth, and only 2.61 average time to throw the ball. That is 24th in the league. So clearly our offensive line is the problem. Is he reading stats um, from last like year? Like I said, we have an explosive offense. We can score. I don't Seven know. Seven turnovers, though. we got to fix that. A lot of that coming down pressure <laughs> from games. defense. There's, there's no the statistic. That's, that's the story. Stat. I know we just signed. No, that's the, the Broncos. Story, bro. A veteran should help us out. We need Bradbury back, and hopefully we can turn things around. Uh, and then just a nice little running stat, I think, for me and PJ for the year. Uh, seven for eight, 66 yards, two TDs. That's 15 for 17, 100 yards, and two TDs on the year. Versus five for six, 63 yards, zero TDs, and 10 for 11 and 102 yards, zero TDs. Suck a dick. Bye. What's that? What is? What are those stats? Uh, tight end stats. Probably. Uh, How about I got one for you? $17 million. Why don't you use that to get an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman? I will take my stats right now plus the $18 million or whatever it is. Hey, listen, he, he listen. you're spewing stats after two weeks of football. So throw them out, but keep one. Seven turnovers you are averaging three and a half turnovers a game so oh, he yeah called, he called he might back. be he called back uh, but wait real quick though yeah, he might ahead. be right that they're obviously shooting themselves in the foot and i mean listen they again i don't know i watched that whole thursday night game i would i would i would agree that I came out of that viewing thinking that there's more problems with the Eagles than there is with the Vikings. I mean, you're a road team. You fight to the finish. 
you know, you, you have some turnovers, you lose the game by six points. I would be a little more concerned if I was an Eagles fan in that situation. But let's, I mean, you lost to Tampa at home week one. That's the issue there. I mean, you should be one and one, not 0 and 2. And you won 11 games by one score or less last year. I think you might lose 11 games this year by one score or less. I mean, you've already got two of them. So, you know, you're only nine away. Everything course corrects, my friend. This is not going to be your year, I'll tell you that. All right, he called back. Here we go. Can you just right, boy, throw Justin Jefferson the ball on every fucking play? Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it didn't sound like that. I was really fast during that phone call. I wanted to get everything in, but there's two things I just kind of wanted to address. Number one, the defense. Because I know you guys are going to sit and look at that. We gave up all those run yards. Nope, we're not looking at so many stops. Nah. Uh, they no. haven't been able to throw a lot on us. Uh, Baker did turn it on against us in that first game. Um, but I think we're doing some nice things. Uh, yes, they were, Eagles were able to run quite a bit. Um, but they made stops when they needed to and gave our offense opportunities. Just can't turn over the ball. The other big thing I wanted to point out is KJ Osborne. In a contract year, I thought he was super underrated coming into the season. He was so good last year. The dude looked like Tony that first week, but in both games. Uh, just dropping a ton of balls. I uh, need to clean that up. Uh, Otherwise, like, there, this is young talent here that I think could grow. Obviously, that old line's going to be a problem, which as the season grows, uh, I got some ideas out there. What do you do with Cousins and Jefferson and these contracts? And we might be possibly having to rebuild that old line. So that's going to be the storyline, I think, going forward through the rest of these games for this Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, school Vikings. So I don't uh, just – I figured I'd look up these stats that Chad was talking about with the tight ends. So just so everybody's clear, Lions rookie tight end Sam Laporta has more yards than TJ Hawkinson and has a better average per catch than TJ Hawkinson. And, yes, he's got two touchdowns, but I don't, I don't know what the stat comparison is. I don't care. I literally don't care. It's probably Cousins and Goff. So, all right, this is... Maybe the red zone stats, who cares? I, yeah, I don't know. I Whatever. Um, <laughs> you this know is, he's looking at that because he loves, he wants to blow Cousins. I've said this for Trade Cousins years. to the Jets. Let's go through that. Let's Let's live that dramatic series. I had this conversation while tailgating with a different, like another Lions fan who has no affiliation. The Minnesota Vikings are the Detroit Lions of 2015. Do you know who threw for over 5,000 yards and won games in comeback victories and barely lost the Detroit Lions with Calvin Johnson and Matt Stafford. That's what you are, Chad. That is what you are. And it's fine. Enjoy it. I was the same as you. It was always, well, we just need this or we just need this. It's not Stafford's fault. It's never Staff. The problem is, and, and listen to me very closely, Chad. It's not that Kirk Cousins is bad. Kirk Cousins is probably almost too good for your team because you know what he does 
he masks every other problem your team has with fancy stats. And that was the life of the Detroit Lions for 10 years with Matt Stafford. He was just good enough to get you to that level that you were getting. And and the Lions made the playoffs three times in six years with Stafford. Just like you guys. But until you really cut off that, that just above average quarterback who doesn't really have it, you're never going to find out what the true problem is. So enjoy what you got. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't. But I've been there. And you will see the light, my friend. You will see the light in time. And that's what I will say. That's all I will say. I think your loss benefited them the most. I mean... Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. It's going to get interesting. That that division will get interesting. You guys, oh, God, you really needed to fucking win that game. Um, so they're playing. They're at home against the Chargers. So this is an, this is a fascinating week three game coming up. 0-2 Chargers going to 0-2 Minnesota. Can you say over? I mean, this game is going to be uh, like – Absolutely an offensive explosion. By the way, the last five games the Vikings have played, they've lost. And that includes preseason. They're fucking terrible. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. Thanks, Chad. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's right. Keep giving us those. That's what I need, baby. That is what I need. Give it to Uh, me, baby. Capable. All right, anything else, TM? That's it for uh, voicemails this week. If you guys want to call in, uh, 708-316-8822. Uh, yes, uh, Nick Chubb. Goddamn! Open your mouth, son. <laughs> what did you say, Nick Chubb? Stop bringing that up. I was just saying, like, confirm. Go fuck yourself. Confirm. Oh, Knee dislocation, potential multiple ligament tears. Oh, I sent you that. Yeah, yeah. brutal. That's what... Oh, well, what are you going to do? Waiver wire. Um, I'm just looking through the Sunday games. Sunday night football, bro. Uh, Sunday yeah. night football. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about those those guys. So. Well, the, yeah. If you Any other games, I mean, the Baltimore Bengals game, I guess, is of importance just because Burroughs 0-2, but they were 0-2 last year. The, the, Burroughs and the, the, the Burroughs and the Joneses, the Giants and the Bengals, two teams that did not play football for six quarters. And then snapped out of it. The Giants ended up getting a win because they were playing a bad team. And the Bengals lost to the Ravens because they were playing a good team. So, you know, I I just think both of those quarterbacks just looked like complete ass for six quarters and then fucking snapped out of it. I I don't know what else you really say there. Burrow's limping off the field after the game with the calf shit. And I think that's a big concern. I mean, I think that's... It's definitely something to keep your eye on. I mean, because if he's hobbling all season, we can. I think we can just give that division to the Ravens now. That's what it's looking Cleaver like. Looks, I mean, we're watching this Brown Steelers game, and 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 Kenny Pickett doesn't look like you know anything at this point. And, and it's too early to say anything, but you're talking about a team that's the Ravens just look so much better. It's yeah. only been two weeks, but they they just look 
the part. I mean, they they look good. Lamar looks good. Again, you know, injuries can totally change that. He's pretty injury prone, but he's got the weapons. Zay Flowers looks really good. Um, but Beckham left that game with an injury, so injuries are injuries are everything. Yeah, and and right now they're. I mean, you had Dobbins, and now Chubb. It looks like. Uh, oh, Saquon went out this week with a. Uh, Saquon's out three weeks. Yep, yeah, with three weeks with that. They say a normal. Or? No, no, no just it's called their their normal sprain is what they're trying to say because, you know, he's so injury prone that they're trying to say, hey, 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 it's fine. It's just a sprain. Um, dude. I'm a Dolphins fan. It's Tua, it, you know, if this guy stays healthy this season, we're going to have a year, right? I mean, but Absolutely. it's not about ability. It's about availability, and that's what I think this league really comes down to. And, yeah, this Chubb injury is brutal for the Browns. Brutal. Um, so let's talk about your so, Dolphins, anyway, then. I mean, so let's talk about it. Let's talk I about mean... total dominance for three quarters <laughs> and then getting a little sloppy and uh, almost giving it back, but. Thanks it's, to the officials. Not saying we got calls that should have went the other way, but incredibly, Belichick didn't get the final call. And it was extremely satisfying because the amount of times I have watched my team lose to New England based on calls and the influence. You were saying, and I know you said it was on opposite sidelines, but you were saying one guy on the Lions sideline was for the Seattle and the, yeah, and the yeah, other yeah. way around. Like... There's this clip of Belichick throwing the challenge flag, basically slamming it on the ground right in front of the referee on the sidelines. Yeah. He's working that ref the entire game. I mean, it just gets to the point when you're watching it from an opposing fan's perspective and you're like, oh, my God, I like, shut this guy up because I know in my mind he could be influencing these people, you know? And For it's sure. just like, yeah, it's like, ah. Oh. But I wonder if like he's just not – first of all, he doesn't have the talent he used to have. And second of all, maybe he's just not getting the calls like he used to because maybe it was Brady that was actually getting the calls. But, um, look, I'm amped up as a Dolphins fan. I'm trying not to get too amped up, although I'm very excited that Russ is coming into town this coming Sunday. I've already got Chad C. texting me saying Dolphins are going to put 70 points up on the Denver defense. It's our home opener, two and zero. I'm a little like a little nervous that you got an zero and two team coming in. I don't care who it is, but apparently Denver's defense has been playing like shit. So can we please just fucking blow them out and have a party down South Beach? But this game was dominance for the entire first half. We get the ball seventeen three to start the second half. We go three and out. It's not the fumble that you had, but I was pretty pissed off about at that point and in my stomach i'm starting to go not oh, jesus but here's the thing mac jones mac jones is not terrible mac jones is better than zach wilson mac jones i don't think is as good as daniel jones though because he can't really move his legs like daniel jones does but watching mac jones it's just kind of like eh, yeah like not very impressive he really doesn't have a lot to work with what i what was what i was happy about with our defense last night, who just gave everything up to the Chargers week one, is that we we contained Stevenson, who is a guy that has torched us last year. And I was just it was just good to see our defense come out, make the like make the adjustments from week one. And I mean, I just don't understand how this game wasn't forty to ten. But what they did was New England the first half played 
three safeties, basically. You know, they took away the big play. And we, he was just, Tua was just dinking and dunking the entire game. He gets the ball out. I think it was an average of like less than 2.5 seconds, something crazy like that. And then second half, they went back to their zone. And so McDaniel starts trying to throw the long ball, trying to go back to more of what we were doing against San Diego. And uh, I guess, I don't know. We probably got a little too comfortable. We really yeah. were controlling this game. I mean, how much of it did you did you get to watch any of it, or did you go to bed beforehand? I mean, it was because uh, it was, my it was eyes a pretty dominating performance. I was going to say my yeah. eyes might have been watching. My brain probably was. <laughs> like I said, I, was, yeah, like, I think I, I was in bed by about 9.20 last night. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it did... we ran all over their defense, which yep. is why I don't, I don't like Alex's. I mean, I want to say ran all over them. We had one big forty-three yard touchdown from Mostert, but we were averaged like five yards a carry. That's why I was thinking with Alex and his Jets call. I've been like kind of thinking about that game a lot today from a gambling standpoint. It's like I, don't, you know, can you really see a Belichick team go zero and three to start a season? But at the same time. I would think the Jets' running game could be better than Miami's when you've got Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. So if they just stick to a game plan where they just run it at the Pats, I I mean, that game could be 10-7. I mean, it could, you know, 16-13, 20-17. Very low-scoring game. Um, but anyway, back to the Dolphins. I just, I yeah. I'm, I... I'm trying to not, like, I, I, I looked, <laughs> here, I'll put it to you this way. I sat down this afternoon and ran through our schedule. The AFC East is supposed to have, you know, some of the toughest schedules in the league. And I'm looking over it and I'm like, every one of these games is winnable based on what I've seen from the first two weeks. Now, talk about overreaction. That's probably the biggest one that's been said on this show tonight. But staying healthy, we should be in every single one of those games. That being said, it's a long season. Please, Tua, just stay healthy. And, you know, I mean, uh, Waddle got a concussion on a really, really cheap-ass fucking hit from some rookie from Scumbags from New England. And I just, just stay healthy, please. Stay healthy because, you know. Well, I'll tell you what I, I mean, watching. Look at Taysom Hill here. Look at Taysom Hill. Should have started him tonight. Uh, what What I see just in watching the highlights, like I said, I watched a little bit of the first quarter, I think last night, and then uh, watched the highlights. It just looks like everything is running with ease for the Dolphins. Tua looks comfortable. Waddle and Hill look comfortable with Tua. And Tua seems to have a grasp as to exactly what he wants to do, right? I mean, he knows what he wants to do. And listen, Playing football is hard. Like you're not gonna, not every throw is gonna be perfect. You're gonna find, you're gonna make mistakes. But it just looks like when things are going right and when he has time, and that's what I, you know, I don't know enough about your team to know. But in the highlights, it looked like he had enough time or had a lot of time. Uh, he can do exactly what he wants to do. And Waddle and Hill are are, and I and I. I don't want to use the phrase, but they're like cheat codes, right? I mean, it's like the fucking orange car in RC Pro-Am that just gets this extra <laughs> boost of speed out of nowhere. I mean, that is Tyreek Hill. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
It really is. And they run all these plays, too, where it's like short motion, like quick motion right before the snap, and somebody just sprints out three yards and he hits them. Yeah, and there was that play with Waddle seven, seven yesterday where he just well, they do it all night. The they do it with the tight ends. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something to watch. Um, again, like how can I not be fucking giddy excited right now? But at the same time, I've been here before. Miami used to go four zero every September for a decade. I mean, it was the Marino era and beyond. I think Pennington went four zero the one September. I mean, it's kind of how we do things. But I don't know. I'm just like. Take care of business next week with Denver. Don't get hurt. And we're going to Buffalo 3-0, and hopefully. I mean, that's that's the hope. Two road, two road wins to open the season, one in division. I mean, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Woo! Yeah. All right. Just, just, all, just all excitement here. And uh, with that, I just went 2-0-1 because the Saints pushed with their garbage fucking backdoor touchdown. Um, well, let's uh, let's get into next week's. Let's get into some fucking picks. Yeah, oh my god, I gotta look. Lord, I was born a gambling man. Try to make some money by picking the best I can. But when they come and take my house and my car, my wife don't understand. I fucking suck at gambling. I All definitely right. suck at gambling. <laughs> You're two and four. It's okay. We're just getting started here. These are the hardest weeks of the year, man. There's nothing to go on. There's no tape. We got no tape. We can't do any research. But you did go one and two. You hit with the Vikings plus seven. Sick backdoor cover there. Giants right. minus five and a half. I mean, that is just a brutal loss for any gambler. What a stupid ass game that was. And then you lost on the Lions minus five and a half. I went 2-0-1. I hit with the Finns. Yeah, baby. Come on. I hit with the Redskins plus three and a half. That was a pretty insane game. It's just two, two teams we could care less about. And then the Saints just pushed at minus three. They won 2017. So three, two, and one through two weeks for me. Two and four for you. I've got a funny feeling I have to go first here. So, Always. Is, is that what the line is? Well, I'm going to jump on this. This is this is a benefit to doing this on Monday night while there's a game involving a team happening right now. I can't believe I bet on that team. And here we go. All right. First game. I'm going to go with your Lions. Right out of the gate, minus three. Line opened at minus five. I love that it's already dropped two points. Yippee Kaye, 2-0 Falcons. Guess what? They won both games at home. They're a young team. They're leaving home for the first time. Coming up to Detroit. Detroit off a loss. I don't see this game being close. I think this Sunday is the game that your fan base had hoped and expected this past Sunday. The difference is Seattle is actually a formidable opponent with some talent. The Falcons, way too young, not ready for this spot. Detroit blows them out. Give me that Detroit minus three right there. Game number two. Nick Chubb just went down with an injury. You're giving me... Oh, I'm not looking at DK. Sorry, Lions minus three and a half. I'll still take it. Second game, this is four. I'll still take it. Give me the Titans plus four on the road at Cleveland. I always say I'll never bet against the Titans. 
but I never say I won't bet on the Titans. <laughs> Nick Chubb is just a huge loss for this team, and the Titans are just fucking annoying. And they are well coached. They do have a good defense, and apparently Tannehill learned how to play this past Sunday. I don't care. He's garbage. But this is a three-point game, no matter how you slice it, unless there's some kind of weather issues that I can't forecast six days out. Give me the Titans plus four. That's a three-point game. And, hmm, let's see. Okay, fuck it. Give me the Dolphins minus six and a half against home, at home against Denver. Is that what you're seeing? Six and a half, yeah. Is it st- it's six and a half, yeah. It's going to be a party in South Beach. And Chad already thinks we're scoring 70 points, so <laughs> let's go. All right. So. All right. All right. So based on the conversations we've had today and my love for the Vikings, uh, I actually think the Vikings are in a spot to win. As much as, you know, shit as I give the Vikings, I understand a little bit of what Chad was saying. Yeah, the Vikings could be 2-0. They could be. Now, it's still football. You still got to play all facets of the game. But I don't like the Chargers. They got to come all the way to Minnesota. They don't get the break that minutes. Is it? Wait, is this game Thursday? This game's Thursday, or is that no, game? No, no, oh, that's no, Thursday. no. I'm Thursday sorry. is uh, Thursday Giants is the, at the, anyway. yeah. Either way, coming to uh, Minnesota from San Los Angeles, San Diego, whatever. Uh, I'll take the Vikings. They're you know they're gonna feel like they got to do something here, and it's essentially a pick 'em. But I'll just take the point. I think the Vikings are going to win. And, uh, yeah, fuck you, Vikings. But I'll bet on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. It's just such a big line. Don't, I don't know, TM. I don't know. I don't know about these lines here. Whew. All right. I'm going to go with the Bears. I got to take the points. It's 13 points against the Chiefs. And anytime we see numbers, I mean, there is just, I just have to assume the Bears can do something, anything, just run the ball. I'm going to take the points. I tried to play favorites last week. It didn't work out for me. So give me the Bears plus the 13 points. The Chiefs, you know, I know your defense is amazing, but 13 points is just an incredible number. Give me the Bears plus 13. All right, how about this? I will go the last one looking at a team that hasn't really played their best. I mean, Hurts has literally not played good football at all. I don't like the Bucks at all. I think they're playing with, with, with house money somehow, Baker Mayfield, but we're just at about that time when Baker Mayfield turns into Baker Mayfield. You're going up against the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to lay the five and a half points. I think the Eagles actually come out and show that they can prove who they are. And the Bucks are just the Bucks with Baker Mayfield. So I don't feel good about any of these picks, but I felt good about all of my picks last week and the week before. So whatever. Give me the Vikings plus one. Give me Chicago plus 13. That number is correct. 13. And give me the Eagles minus five and a half. 
So, TM, you've got Detroit minus 3.5, Tennessee plus 4, and Miami minus 6.5. Vikings plus 1, Chicago plus 13, and the Eagles minus 5.5. And And that's it, man. I don't like a single one of these numbers. I like that Jets, uh, Giants number. Giants plus 10.5. Oh, TM died. What happened? Well, I guess that's it, everybody. Um, TM went uh, bye-bye, and uh, I'm sitting here all alone. All right, TM, you're back, and there goes. Yes. Okay, good. All right. Uh, well, anyway, those are the picks, everybody. Uh, TM is back. He missed that whole segment, but that's okay. We got your picks. We got my picks, and yeah. uh, that's it, man. That's it. Week two is in the books. Although this uh, this uh, Cleveland uh, Seattle game is uh, Seattle. God, Cleveland Pittsburgh game. I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just all over. I'm just all over the place. I'm all over the place. TM. <laughs> Guys are going down with injuries. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't. Uh, all right. That's it. The league. The league will take shape. Four weeks, right? I made a couple bets. I haven't done that bad, so I'm kind of you know just hanging around with my college bets, but. Uh... Hey, it's only week two. Long way to go here. Let's go. Yeah, Come Deshaun, on, baby. Deshaun Watson, 11 for 22 for 107 yards. It's not, that's yeah, not he's, great. That's not great. That's not great. I, I talked him up on our list guy. I talked him up on our pre-season uh, preview or whatever, but at least look at that touchdown. Oh, my God. Chubb who? We got to get to the waiver wire and get this guy right away. That's right. That's that's who's coming. Hopefully. Ford. Watch, he's hurt. He's Jerome Ford. And who's Jones Jr. on the Saints tonight also lighting it up fantasy-wise? No idea. 70-yard rushing Don't touchdown. ask me anything about fantasy football. I am the worst fantasy football player <laughs> in the world. And thank you, Nick Chubb, because anything that was good for me is now dead. <laughs> Oh, that's not a touchdown. So wait, either. is the ball yeah. down? Oh, that's yeah. tough. Yep, I think the ball counts. Yeah, good. Right. Maybe I mean, he won't be as big of a waiver wire. Yeah, right, We're gonna get you it go. All right, let's get, get out of here, TM. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh, catch you guys next week. Wait, TM, you said there's two games next week again. Two more games next week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't keep track of this. Can't keep up with it. Uh, again uh, let's quickly 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 here we go eagles at bucks rams at bengals i mean better games at least. better games yeah. and i do like they're at 7 15 and 8 15 instead of 9 30 or whatever it is because the first game's already over and this game will be uh will be good will be over by 11 30 so all right yes, everybody exactly. we'll uh we'll guys catch you guys next week and thanks for listening we'll say peace You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget... I was going to say, um... <laughs> what did you just say? Come on, man. Again?